Welcome to Kingdom Mothers Rise Up, where I encourage and equip you to heal your heart and renew your mind so you can live the fully abundant life Jesus promised you. Let's go. It's time to move. Heavenly Father, I just ask you to speak through me, to be a blessing to everyone who listens, to see that you're calling them to rise up and you're equipping them to rise up to all that you've called them to be. Thank you for that, Father. Welcome to today's episode of the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up podcast. Today I'm talking about when you rise up. That idea came to me this morning in my devotions as I was thinking about um, promoting Christmas, like Christmas is coming and no, we don't really want to hear that, but it's coming. It'll be here soon. And I've written a book called Christmas is About Jesus that starts December 1st and gives you just a short devotion to do with your kids each day to help you have these conversations of how Christmas is about Jesus in the midst of our commercialized world. And the verse that I used in my introduction is from Deuteronomy, where he says to impress these things on your children when you rise up. And so, of course, that phrase struck struck me because my group is Kingdom Mothers Rise Up, um, the podcast Kingdom Mothers Rise Up. And sometimes we feel like that's a really big thing um, that we need to start a ministry or write a book or run for office or some really big thing. Um, But the way that it's used in this verse is just you're living your normal life, but you're bringing God into that. So I want to talk about that idea of rising up today. So in Deuteronomy 6, God is talking to his people about how to be his people, how to stay faithful, how to how to train their children to be his people and to to walk in his ways. And so he tells them, impress these things upon your children. And he doesn't say impress them on your children by sending them to Sunday school or having them um, do Bible studies or send them to youth group, send them to a Christian school, homeschool them. Like he doesn't lay out any of these programs and things that we can do because each family has different needs and different seasons. And no matter what your season is, you still need to impress these things upon your children. And so he says to do that. When you walk along the way, when you're at home, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the way, which for us, drive time or going from place to place. So while you're at home, you talk about these things with your kids. When you're going somewhere, you talk about these things with your kids. When you lie down and when you rise up. So before you go to bed at night, you're talking about these things. When you get up in the morning, you're talking about these things. While you're at home, you talk about these things. While you're out and about, you're talking about these things. That's how you impress them on your children, by showing them that they're important enough to you that you're thinking about them and talking about them all the time. And, you know, if you grew up in a home where, like, you went to church, but then church didn't come home with you, you can understand how that brings a confusion of, like, okay, this is important and we have to do this to make God happy or something, but what does it really matter if it doesn't come into the rest of your life? A small way to rise up is to be talking about that all the time. Why do you want them 
to clean their room? Why do you want them to be kind? Why is it important that you pray? Do you pray for things as they come up through the day? Do you ask, like, what do you think God thinks about this? What do you think Jesus would do in a situation like this? That's a way of rising up and to bring a different way of thinking to your kids than they're getting if they're seeing any media, if they're exposed to other kids, whether that's in a school setting or a play setting, even a church setting. Um, but to have these conversations, it's by talking with them and not lecturing, but conversations where you can teach and they can respond and they can have their questions and you can work through things. And you don't need to be the expert. You don't need to say my way or the highway. This is the way I understand it. And you can't question that. God is big enough for all of our questions and all of our skepticisms and even a lot of our disagreements. As long as we know that Jesus is the way that he was fully God, fully man, died and rose again, a lot of other stuff doesn't matter so much. God is okay with our questions and our differences. And he's okay with your kids' questions and differences. It's not a threat to you that they have questions. It's not a threat that they want to look at things differently. Um, so when we're looking at rising up, what are some small ways that you can start rising up and you can start encouraging your kids to rise up? Because if you're talking to them about these things all the time, they're probably going to be talking to their friends about these things. Um, bringing in just how they think about life when something happens and they're discouraged or they're angry or they've been violated um, in some way. You know, it wasn't fair. It didn't turn out the way they wanted to. Teaching them biblical principles and healthy skills for handling those things is a small way of rising up and it's giving them all these little ways as kind of like building, building a wall, one brick at a time. All these small things will build into something much greater. The story comes to mind of somebody who went past some builders back in, I don't know, medieval times, I suppose. And Ask the first guy what he's doing, and it's like, I'm laying bricks. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he comes to the next guy who is apparently doing the same thing. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm building a wall. Okay, well, that sounds a little more encouraging than just laying bricks, laying bricks. And he comes to the third man and asks him what he's doing. And he's also laying bricks. But he describes the cathedral that he's part of and this place for people to come and connect with God and this place to bring glory to God and his creativity and his creation. So I encourage you to look at your mothering that way. All of these little things of teaching them self-discipline, giving them space to express their emotions and then make a good choice so that they're learning to respond instead of react. And that means that we have to learn to respond instead of react. All these little things that can just seem 
I'm just laying bricks. I'm just doing the same. I'm just doing laundry and cooking and all this over and over again. Well, are you or are you building something much greater? Are you building in them character and consistency so that they can be who they're supposed to be? Are you building your own character to be able to support them? Are you helping to build skills of awareness of who they are, of how their emotions work so that they're not derailed by them, but they're actually informed by them and can make healthy choices about relationships and activities and things like that. They seem like small things, but they're powerful, powerful ways to rise up, to invest in your kids, to invest in yourself with that bigger picture of I am building future adults. I'm not raising kids. I'm building future adults and I enjoy them in every stage. There's beautiful, important things in every stage of mothering. They are not yours forever in the sense of being children that you are responsible for. Um, you build relationship, then they're yours forever as friends. And yes, they're still parenting, but that changes dramatically when they're grown up. But to be encouraged that rising up doesn't have to be this big insurmountable thing. It can be the small, let's have a conversation here. Let's pause to talk to God about this. Let's talk about God's perspective on this and why it matters, whether it's a book that you read or a movie you watched or a conversation you overhear or things you see at the store, constantly be talking to them about God's perspective on things so that they see that example that God is part of everything you do is a powerful way to rise up. I encourage you to do that. If you were listening and I was talking about helping your kids deal with your emotions or with their emotions and you're like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what to do with my emotions. Please reach out to me. Um, I've created some workshops on doodling with emotions. I call it heart doodling with Jesus. And it creates a container to explore what your emotions are and to practice listening to them and practice understanding how to pull important information from them rather than just letting them drive your life or trying to just keep them from driving your life. Um, and I have multiple people that have shared using this with their kids. I use it with Tegan. Um, she started doing it on her own. Like I have to write for her. The things that she's feeling, but she started doing the drawings herself of how she's feeling. It's a powerful way to bring God into the conversation too, because, okay, this is how you're feeling. You know, what happens so you feel that way, but then what's the truth? What is God saying? And if you can't hear what God's saying, what's in the way? And that's something else that you can draw. You don't need to be an artist. Your drawing doesn't have to even be recognizable to anybody. It's just opening up to the creativity and to Holy Spirit to say, what's here? I'm curious about this. And I want to see what the message is because our emotions provide information for us just like our other senses do. We see, smell, taste, touch things, and it gives us information about, is this good for me? Is this safe? And our emotions do the same thing. If we didn't have physical pain, 
the human race wouldn't exist anymore because we would have killed ourselves off long ago because you could do all these things that seem like great ideas with no pain <laughs> to stop you. Um, so you, like I said, the human race would have just made terrible, terrible choices all along and we wouldn't even be here if there wasn't physical pain. It gives you valuable information to make choices about staying safe, about staying alive in some cases. Your emotions do the same thing. And as children, when things are painful or scary, we feel stuck and helpless and powerless. And so God created us to be able to have these different coping mechanisms to survive that because as kids, we often are stuck. And the enemy capitalizes on that and tells us that's who we are instead of that that being our situation. But then as adults, we're no longer stuck. We're no longer powerless. We're no longer without resources. But emotionally, we might still be. And so doing these doodles helps to see those places that, oh, I'm still feeling like a child here. And that's not actually true. Or if I don't have the skills, I can learn them now because I'm no longer stuck. I'm no longer powerless. Um, and bringing those tools to your children now that they're not stuck and powerless. It's okay to express how they're feeling. They need to be respectful, but they can express how they're feeling and what they need. And listening to your emotions helps figure that out. You know, if you touch something hot, that pain tells you that you need to get away from that and you need to take care of that spot until it heals. So emotional pain can also tell you this is something you want to avoid. Um, sometimes emotional pain is, it's not lying to us. It's always giving us information that that hurt. Our interpretation of why it hurt can sometimes be off. And that's why taking the time to listen, we can see, because our first instinct might be, they meant to do that. They meant to hurt me. Not necessarily. You don't get to interpret somebody else's motives unless they clearly told them to you. So then that lets you know, okay, is this a conversation I need to have? Do I need to just be generous and forgive here? Or is it a repeated pattern where this is a person that I need to avoid or approach differently? Um, so anyway, all of that, <laughs> just to say I've created these workshops. Um, two of them are free. If you want to try this out and um, actually see And the workshop is set up for you to doodle right along with me. It's not just me talking at you about how this works. It's you doing it along with me and experiencing how it works. So um, I will put links to the workshops in the comments and um, would love to hear from you if you have tried it or if you haven't tried it and just have questions if you're like, well, I could never do that because I can't draw or I'm not creative, whatever. I would love to hear from you so that I just know if what I'm sharing is helpful to you or if I'm just talking to my screen. <laughs> so um, pray a blessing on you, pray you're having a wonderful day, and I will see you in the group.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up podcast. I'm blessed to have you here. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can join us in the Kingdom Mothers Rise Up Facebook community. When you're ready for more support, I have the Heart Doodling with Jesus monthly membership, periodic group coaching, and one-on-one personalized coaching as well. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.